But yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, introduce yourselves, and then uh, both of you can, or one of you can. Uh, first thing I want to know is, is where the name come from? Yeah, <laughs> comes from. Sorry, but go ahead. Okay. Well, yeah. So I'm Paul. Um, I do. I play drums in Grandpa Loves Rhinos, um, and me and Seth are brothers, so it's uh, kind of why we look similar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on the name after Seth goes. I'm Seth. I, uh, I play guitar. I do the singing and the bass as well and uh, kind of mix it as well. Um, that's about it. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, the, uh, the name Grandpa Loves Rhinos just came from our grandpa who actually loved rhinos. Um, but it's okay. pretty simple, but you know, it's one of those things like as we grew up, he, he, it was just his thing. Like people would get him gifts, you know, for Christmas and Father's Day and whatnot. And just, he had a huge room in his house that was called the rhino room and he had trinkets and collectibles of rhinos and hats, shirts, ties, whatever you name it. That was his favorite animal. And then he had like some land that we would go camping with. He called the rhino ranch. Um, so it was just like, just a thing that everyone knew that grandpa loved rhinos. And um, he passed away about uh, 2012. And this is kind of when we were, were kind of getting the band um, really kind of started with trying to figure out how we would kind of make music um, separated from each other. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of a weird name, right? So we don't take ourselves too seriously. So we thought it would be a, a good fit and uh, to honor him as well. Excellent. All right. Do you have anything to add? No, you summarized up that real well. No. All right. All right. Now, um, you guys live away from each other. Is that what you just said? Yeah. So uh, I'm in uh, Idaho right now, um, and Seth is in North Carolina. Um, we both uh, are active duty <laughs> um, members. So um, about Around 2009, uh, I, I commissioned and, and 2011, Seth commissioned. So we've been doing our jobs in the Air Force and we've been apart from each other, you know, ever since college. And this is this band has been something that keeps us connected and uh, making cool. music together. Yeah. So is it you two only? Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. And you guys, do you play live anytime? We've never played live anytime. If we had to do that, we'd have to hire yeah. some extra help, but no, mainly just via correspondence. And we, we move all the time for the Air Force. Like last, uh, like a year and a half ago, I moved from Idaho out to North Carolina. And recently Paul moved from Colorado back to Idaho. So we're always kind of moving. Right. So keep, it, uh, keep us both uh, able to make music. We kind of have to do it over the internet. Cool, okay. So it's. So you guys record like virtually? Yeah, I mean you yeah. trade files and everything. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, what? I mean, it's pretty easy to kind of hear your influences musically, but do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Maybe add your personal feelings into what I think. <laughs> I, I, yeah, sure. Uh, Paul, do you want to go? And then I'd like to hear your what you think as well, Eric, after, after we say what we think. Okay. 
Yeah, I think a lot of our influences, I think, come from kind of the mid-2000s, kind of pop-punk, post-hardcore scene. So, I mean, I still listen to a lot of that stuff. I'm always looking for new stuff, but um, a lot of the stuff that I listen to is, I mean, it's kind of like the Emery, Amberlynn, Underoath, you know, scene. That's kind of where... I think I fall in line with that kind of similar music set that I like to listen to. I think I I like to listen to to music that has more screaming in it that we then than we do. Um, I just can't scream very well. So uh, if I could, we'd probably scream, have more screaming in our songs. Um, But uh, yeah, I'd say like early 2000s, late 90s, just kind of like pop punk alternative type bands lit, We Found Glory. Like 182, just kind of those kind of bands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's where I was going. I I hear a lot of Weezer too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just the keyboards because you have it. Feel I feel like a lot of the stuff that I've heard, you have keyboards in. We don't have any keyboards. There's one song like like our newest song that we've released is a single, "Fostering Patience for Patience." That one has like a synth in it, but besides that, there's no keyboards. Really. Yep. If you're, am I imagining them then for some weird reason? Because yeah, to me it seems like there was keyboards in that newer song, the new one too. Like not the new, but the, the gimme gimme maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's just inception. I was just thinking we needed to have keyboards in there, and then when you hear weird. it, weird. No, there's That's no strange. Well, and, the, and there's a lot of like kind of background vocals going on, lots of oohs and ahs that kind of give it that chorus feeling i think like that i think if you're perceiving piano it's either the background vocals that might not sound like vocals but just kind of like a a colored textured sound um or maybe you're maybe it's a different band i hope or the right band interesting no 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 it's definitely because it's gimme gimme and it's uh and it's um the new one which keeps fostering patience for patience or whatever the title (laughs) You got it. Uh, no, I actually uh, listened to all of your stuff. Awesome. Uh, just recently. So, but yeah, I guess maybe I was just, or maybe it's that the last song, or the Fostering Patience for Patience is the one that is fresh on my head. Yeah. But yeah. The, yeah, because the keys on that, there are keyboards on that. You it's said. Like, yeah, it's there. There are some. Yeah, there's some keyboard type elements to it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because it sounds like because that to me, I would say that one is the one that most stands out. So, like Weezer. Oh yeah. Um, the other stuff is uh, yeah, I would agree with what you said. Yeah. Totally, like early two thousands, late nineties, pop punk, or um, maybe yeah. a lot of. What third, like third eye blind lit, kind of the. I was thinking more like a lot of the drive through bands. Okay. If you if you recall any of those. No. I've yeah. Never, no. I mean, I remember the label. I I don't know which ones were you know. Went right. Play. They're they're like they're still punky, like but they're a little. Day. They're poppy. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, you guys are definitely catchy, and I caught, there's a level of, <laughs> and don't take this the wrong way, there's a level of nerddom or geekiness yeah. 
to the lyrics, um, which leads me to believe that obviously you're into movies and pop culture stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that's, that's kind of true. I think we're both probably kind of nerds at heart. Um, we may not try to portray that, but it, it's going to leak out in the lyrics. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, what would you say is one of your, and you can each individually answer, uh, who would be probably your favorite band? My favorite band? I think um, if uh, someone like jumped me and was like, what's your favorite band? Say it in five seconds or you'll die. I'd probably say Five Iron Frenzy. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And if you gave me five or 10 minutes to think about it, I'd probably still say Five Iron Frenzy. I remember listening to them in high school, like with a little mixtape disc on my, in my little Walkman, uh, you know, CD player, whatever it was, and just like leaning against the cold glass against like in the bus and just staring out the window and just listening to their songs over and over again. I think they always have like a, um, their lyrics are so, um, so much more than like most bands where it's just kind of surface level. There's more levels to their, their message of their songs. I think that I respect that the most. And I, and they just are kind of weird and nerdy too. So, um, I, yeah, I think Five Iron Friends would be my favorite band. And have you seen them live? I've seen them a few times. Yeah, I saw them in Spokane, I think is where I saw them. Yeah, Spokane, Washington. I can't remember the year it was. I was probably in high school still. Uh, it was probably 2000, um, 2004 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Correctly in nice. Yeah, okay. I've seen them. Uh, I was in uh, Denver recently, so I saw them twice while I was there. We played a few shows um, in the past few years. But yeah, the top one of my top bands for sure. Um, so, are they all? Is it all the same members? Because I haven't seen them like recently. I think uh, I think their bass player was. Uh, I can't remember. I know Keith used to be their bass player, and they got Scott which I think he was in the band at, a, at one point, but Scott's been doing the bass. Yeah, he, he was like one of the, ori- like the original bass players. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. The girl's still in the band, right? Yeah, yeah, she's there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, because I, I saw some pictures of her. Yeah, Leonor. So you saw them recently? Yeah, they, they play a few shows uh, in Denver recently. Um, and yeah, they're still amazing. They're super funny to watch. Just Reese's just the hugest goofball I've, I've ever seen <laughs> yeah yeah they're a great band live definitely yeah but is that so is that what's your favorite uh, band? no I, yeah I, that was a good answer Seth I they were they're definitely my top but I I would have to say um under oath just because of their influence on me and the music I like right now um they kind of just blew me out of the water um you know back in the day when they released their only chasing safety. Um, and I feel like a lot of my music influence was, was, um, changed from that album. And I, I was just super into them. Um, I, I haven't listened to their new stuff. Um, I, you know, they got new stuff out, but, uh, I would have to say they're probably been my top band for, for a lot of, a lot of years. Cool. Okay. All right. Do you guys listen to any older, like rock type stuff, are you saying like older, like like classic rock type, or are you saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess you know the Beatles or uh, I anything like, like that. 
I like the Beach Boys. Um, oh, I love them. Go ahead. Aruba, Jamaica. Yeah. That one, I, I, I play that on our little uh, Amazon Echo thingy, Bob, all the time. I, I don't know whether you're joking or not, but I love the Beach Boys. I love that song. <laughs> Once it gets stuck in my head, I have to play it and I have to hear it. And it is like just a really good song, like well made, like clever. It's, I don't know, it's got, it's got all the, all the, the check marks off. <laughs> From my list of what makes a good song. Um, besides that, though, I don't really, I, I don't really listen to older music. No. Okay. Not you. No, you, Paul. No. Uh, no. I mean, I the farthest I go back, I think, is uh, Smash Mouth. <laughs> that's cool. Okay. All right. I don't listen to Smash Mouth. Anyway. But that's as far back as you got. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Um, talk a little bit about. Um, how you guys got hooked up with Indivision. Paul, take that one. Yeah, um, so I mean, I man, I can't remember when it started, but you know, I, I've always been into discovering new music. Um, so I can't remember how I stumbled across Indivision music back in like 2005, six maybe. Um, and I love the site because it provided um, a lot of, um, you know, promotion and stuff for these underground, faith-based bands that I could check out and man this you know no one ever knew of this band and I, I got to listen to them and um, I love the compilations that they put out too they put out a bunch of different compilations and you could find different bands on there um, I started once we started uh, making some music uh, for Grandpa Lips Rhinos I submitted a song um, to Brandon Jones um, the owner of Indivision Music and and uh, yeah, he put one on there on one of his uh, compilations. And I think we had maybe two or or three songs that we had kind of submitted to try to just get things going, get our music out there more. And um, he really liked one of our songs. It was called uh, Arm's Length. And uh, I think it was around 2014 when that one, when we put that demo together. Um, and then we kind of threw around the idea of uh, kind of putting together a, a set of songs because we kind of had just made a song and we put it out on, right. on Facebook or whatever. Um, so like, hey, let's let's think about maybe putting together, you know, a set of five songs that we could kind of release. And uh, I contacted Brandon and he was all for it and um, he was very excited. And um, So that was in about 2018 when we actually got that released on Indivision Music. Excellent. All right. Do you have anything you want to add? No. <laughs> All right. That was, that was accurate. Um, getting into the nerdy territory a little bit. Perfect. What is, what's your favorite movie and what is your favorite television show? Mm -hmm. If you had to choose one. Okay, I got. Uh, or you can you can veer off a little if you want, but go ahead. All right, for a uh, favorite television show is going to be Arrested Development. Okay. Um, I have a list on my phone of my favorite movies, and I keep track <laughs> of them. Uh, so here's my top five. I only have actually four in the, in the top five, so you can maybe um, help me out. Uh, well, actually, I do have a number five. Number one is Groundhog Day. Okay. Number two. 
and we, we only said the top one. I'll just say I'll just say the top, uh, that one. Uh, Groundhog Day is my uh, oh. film. Okay, yeah. great movie. Yeah. Yeah. My top movie is going to be That Thing You Do. Okay. That one is the, the best movie. One, it made me want to be in a band. Um, and then favorite TV show, I feel like I don't get to watch too much TV. I, I'm going to have to go with The Office just because it's just, it's so funny. You cannot even imagine how many bands tell me their favorite shows The Office. <laughs> like, I, I swear, if I've interviewed 10 bands, eight of them said The Office. Yeah. Yeah, I love that show, too. I love that, and I love Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, yeah. 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 Have you watched that? I've seen that. I I didn't get into that one. Good as The Office, wow. personally. But, yeah, it's up there. It's pretty decent, yeah. Yeah, it's the same people that did Office, but yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, I yeah. love Parson Rack too, definitely. Yeah. But um, my, my wife and I will, we still are like Survivor fans. We will watch every single season of Survivor. <laughs> that's cool. They just hit like their 20 year, you know, 40th season. That's funny that Paul mentions that because I literally just paused a uh, Survivor episode because I was watching Survivor before I jumped in. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's the best game. It's the best game. I, I do like games. Like I have like board games and stuff. And Survivor yeah. is hands down the greatest game created. <laughs> That's have you seen the new um, Jedi Temple Challenge? No. You should check that out. It's good for an episode or two. It's yeah. kids, and they uh, they have to, like, do an obstacle course. Do you remember Double Dare? No, but it kind of sounds like uh, the Legends of the Hidden Temple kind of thing. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's Legends of the Hidden Temple mixed with Star Wars. Oh, nice. Yeah, they have to, like, put together their lightsabers and stuff. Oh, wow. That, um, that's and nice. find the pieces. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's good for a couple of episodes. It gets a little repetitive. Nice. But, you the know. Solar monkey. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, do you do any collecting at all? Uh, well, Paul collects board games. At yeah, least. I got, I got a pretty nice thing of board games. It's, that's most of them, but well, this way. Yeah. But, um, Very cool. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have kids? I do, yeah. I have three kids. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. I, don't know. I, mean, I actually just got married a little over a year ago, like a year and a month ago. So okay. I don't have any yet. Okay, all right. Yeah, I've got three kids. I've got a 21-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a three-year-old. That's about oh, wow. Yeah, I'm way, I'm all over the place, man. Big spread, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, but, what do you uh, have there? You got, do you have CDs? What do you have behind you? Uh, it's a mix of like DVDs and CDs and Blu-rays and books, stuff like that, like comics stuff. Yeah, because I, I read a lot of comics too oh, here yeah. and there. Um, are you, speaking of that, let's get into that. Yeah. Do you have a favorite superhero? Hmm. Mm. Hard to say. I, I Do you read comics? I mean, I don't read comics. Um, I I would have to lean more towards like the movies. movies. I'm just a movie guy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, 
uh, probably Spider-Man or Captain America. They're just, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I, think, I think I'd have to say um, Spider-Man. And I don't know what it is. We could probably, me and you, Eric, if, if, are you a fan of the, like, all the, um, the superhero movies like the Captain America, Thor, all those? Yeah, I watch all of them, yeah. I think we could probably have a huge, long discussion about those movies. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of those. And we'd have to, like, we'd have to, like, talk about this for a while because I could just go on a soapbox about it. But I'd say, like, like the Toby, what was his name, the very first, like, Spider-Man one? Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. That was like my favorite superhero. Yeah, he's my favorite too. Really? Oh, maybe I think we maybe we, we'd agree about. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's I mean, he's popular opinion. He's he's my favorite Spider-Man. Hmm. Wow. Um, the new the new kid is way too much of a screw up. <laughs> like in the in the movies, he just it's he doesn't really do anything. He he uh -huh. like relies on everybody else to like get him out of trouble all the time. Gotcha. I don't know. We, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, we could definitely talk for hours about that. Yeah. But see, my nerd and white goes deep. We're talking Planet of the Apes. Uh, uh, I mean, we're talking deep, deep nerd. Battlestar <laughs> uh, Galactica, stuff like that. <laughs> nice. But um, I'm more of a DC guy. Okay. But, but the movies, I don't like. I, I don't like the DC yeah. movies, like the new ones. Who's your favorite Batman? Um, I would say probably Christian Bale or Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, Val Kilmer was pretty good, too. I kind of wish Val Kilmer had more of a chance. Yeah, the, the, the Christian Bale Batman voice. I don't know why I can't get over it, but it, it's, it's... You're not the only one. There's tons of people. I can respect if people like it or not, but for me, it's just... It's too ridiculous. I just can't. I don't know. Yeah, you're, and you're not alone. There's a lot of people that are like that. Um, as far as movies go, though, I think those are the best movies. Mm, are those? Sure. Um, my favorite iteration of Batman was that Gotham show. Oh, is the uh, you're talking the um, is it was it live action or yeah, yeah the TV oh, series? I know. Yeah, saw. that's been because it was the perfect balance of the cheese. Hmm. with the darkness. Gotcha. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, see, that's that's what I'm saying. I could talk about that stuff all day long. <laughs> I definitely enjoy, like, the art of comics. I love, like, looking at the art, but I've never, like, been able to read a comic and enjoy it the way most people do. But um, we actually, um, we have a, a friend we met uh, who is a comic uh, artist, um, and he... He did our um, album artwork for our last EP and the current uh, release. Um, had you heard of him before or at all? His name is Brian Middleton. Um, he's with Cole Smith Comics. He, um, he's put out a few comics uh, recently and we commissioned him to, to design the artwork. Where's so he out of? I'm not sure. A lot of, I'm, I'm kind of generic in the, uh, publishing world a lot of the stuff that I read is really just the Marvel or DC stuff okay. yeah. I rarely move outside of the DIY stuff sometimes okay. I do depending on if it catches me or not yeah. like I'll do some of the image stuff um, has he done any stuff for like DC or Marvel or does he just uh, do like his the DIY stuff the more independent 
Yeah, I I think it's more. I mean, he does a lot of fan art too. Like he'll do commissions for a lot of different Marvel and DC stuff. Um, but he put out a comic. It's called Wolfhorn. Um, that yeah, it's pretty cool. It's called what now? Um, it's Wolfborn. Oh, I do know that one. I thought you said Wolf Warren at first. Yeah, Wolf, Wolf Warren, I've heard of. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Scout Comics put it out. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out definitely. Your art, I love the bear. <laughs> the bear art is the one that caught me, like, right off the bat. The cyber bear, I guess you would go. Yeah. We, yeah. we have a common theme of <laughs> cyborg <laughs> animals throughout our our artwork and our cds i don't know how we got to that i don't know what it's <laughs> a lot of if things you, in our album marks in our lyrics for sure symbolize things the animatronic animals not as much they're just you know just they're, neat. they're just cool huh. speaking of the lyrics mm -hmm. um what obviously you guys from what i'm understanding would be do you consider yourselves to be Christians? Yeah. And how does that affect your your career and your uh, like your career and your life in general? Well, that's a tough question. Like musically and everything. Gotcha. Or does it? I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we're both uh, Christians. Um, uh, we try to live our life as best as we can, following. Christ. Um, I think as far as musically goes, um, I think mu the music just kind of comes out and, and Seth can probably talk more about the lyrics, but I think it's just kind of whatever's going on. I mean, whatever comes out in life um, and it's going to have that per Christian perspective. I don't think it's necessarily going to be overtly um, Christian in, in the lyrics, but it, it's going to have that perspective as kind of like, you know, if we write a love song or a song about, um, you know, like the fostering patients for patients was kind of my foster care experience that we were trying to um, do. And, and that just kind of came out as far as whatever we experienced. And it's going to have that Christian's perspective on it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it doesn't really come through overtly. It's more co covertly and just kind of the way it's going to come out in, in whatever we're feeling or whatever Seth's going to write. Okay. Yeah, I would say it, um, like the, like writing the song, like as far as in the music, whatever starts happening just happens and we just go with it. The lyrics to add to that, like once the song is made, at least from how we do it, um, once this, the music has been laid as a foundation, um, trying to feel what that, music feels like and try to match a message that also is a parallel to the feeling of how the music sounds um, will kind of lead you in a direction as far as in what the song lyrics are going to be about. At least that's kind of my perspective on how I do it. Um, as far as in the, the effect of being Christian and how the lyrics come out, if, if we're being Christians in our everyday life, and whether it be taking out the trash, it's the terrible example, whether it be meeting anyone, talking with anyone, or writing lyrics, writing a message, sending a text, um, it's gonna permeate through that in some capacity somehow, even without consciously thinking about it. Um, how it happens in our music, I think Paul nailed it as far as in like, some songs are more overt about it, where 
the feeling of the song matches the, the message that I'm trying to convey. And it, that message naturally points to being more overt about what the song is about. Um, whether it's in, in, in particular, fostering patience for patients. Um, I don't, I'm not a huge movie uh, trailer fan because it kind of gives away too much of the movie. So if you don't want to know anything about what this song is about and just accept it for yourself, then right. listen to the next 30 seconds, what I'm about to say, but the song is about um, kind of uh, Paul's experience with uh, foster kids and how you're trying to do everything you possibly can for them. Uh, just kind of giving your life up for them. And in the end, um, in this particular case, it just did not work out. He, he just basically gave his life for a, a year and it just did not work out. And uh, the last part of the song is all about like, what if there was love bigger than us, which, you know, all we can do is give our love, but like it still wasn't enough. Is there a love bigger, which is kind of a metaphorical, or not metaphorical, but a, um, what does it mean when you ask a question, but you don't want to, rhetorical, there we go. It's a rhetorical question with a, uh, what I would call a more overt answer. Uh, so I would argue that's kind of more of the overt part of our lyrics and other ones not as overt. Sorry, that was a, a long diatribe, but. So that's interesting. You, are you still fostering? Uh, no, we're not. Um, so I've, I fostered uh, with my wife uh, through all of about 2018, that year we fostered. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a crazy experience. We had, um, Three different kids. We had a, a teenager, and we had, um, and then well, she came and left. And then we had a, a, a sibling group, uh, a boy and a girl. And um, you know, it's, it's foster care is crazy. It's it's a crazy system, and um, we 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 did the best we could. And at, at a, a point, I kind of just with family life and everything, I kind of got to a point where I was not mentally good. Um, it was just kind of a lot of chaos and craziness in our house and it felt crazy to, to, to then give up, like tell the, tell the kids like, sorry, I mean, we didn't tell the kids. We just, we told the agency, like, I can't do this anymore. I've kind of got to that point where I'm not able to take care of myself. Um, so I'm not able to take care of the kids anymore. And it, and there was a lot of like guilt with that, like kind of giving up. I gave up my life, but then I'm like, well, you guys can't stay here anymore because I, I kind of need my life back. So there was a lot of guilt with that. And um, I feel like it was a good decision for us as far as kind of just because I, I don't think I was going to be okay. Um, and it, it kind of turned out good in the end. The the kids did get to go back to their parents and um, it, it hopefully, you know, did some good and they could, they could see or to their mom, I guess. But uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a very confusing time for me. I didn't know why I was so, I couldn't do it kind of thing. Like, I'm an amazing parent. Like, why, why can't I take care <laughs> right. of these kids that need a family, you know, like, and, uh, and foster kids, that's, they're like, there's not like foster kids that are just kind of normal. They've experienced trauma and they need yeah. a lot. They need a lot. And it's, sometimes it's more than we can give. And that's kind of what the song is about that there's someone that can give that. Yeah, the guilt thing, though, I completely understand where you're coming from, man. You feel that, you know, you're just kind of like, you know, dang, man, I said I was going to do this, and now I'm not doing it, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. From my perspective, I've never fostered anyone, and I, 
I'm the last person to have any opinion about it, but I'll just give my opinion since you guys. Sure. Yeah. Um, the way I look at it is like you're flying from, you're in a commercial aircraft and you're flying somewhere at 40,000 feet and all of a sudden the cabin pressure starts to go down. The little masks fall from the ceiling and step one is you have to put the mask on your own face before the person next to you. Because if you just try to give them everything, then you'll pass out and probably die because you got to take care of yourself first. So my perspective is like, if it gets that bad, like, unfortunately, you have, yeah. to, you have to take care of yourself before you fall off as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And I think a lot of people have that perspective. And I, I think I wrestle with that a lot because I feel like there's a lot of examples where Jesus says, like, you you just give up your life like you it's not a really about us and our happiness but I, I get the part where you have to be able to help you know be okay before you can help somebody else yeah but then there's still a part of me like that does feel guilty like you know i just feel like i'm i'm just i don't want to do it anymore because i couldn't which feels I don't know what it, it feels like i gave up you know like yeah no i know what you're saying totally i yeah, yeah. i i understand <laughs> believe me <laughs> believe me but yeah we we fostered all different i mean like babies all the way yeah. to the girl was like 14. wow so yeah i mean it was a big big stretch definitely yeah. so um I, I would ask what you've been doing during our apocalypse here that we're in the middle of, um, or the tail beginning of, I guess. <laughs> but it sounds to me like musically, you guys were pretty much doing what all the bands are doing now anyway. You, you were pretty much collaborating and doing everything just virtually. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've never, I mean, we, we visit each other, you know, once a year hopefully but yeah we never really set foot in in each other's in, in, in the same room while we're making music so we've been doing this for a while so um, what do you guys use to record uh so what i do are you asking like equipment specifically well, yeah i like, mean do you use garage band i mean uh, what do you you know just whatever i mean whatever you guys use we use uh we use logic um oh wow okay and what, uh, how we do it is I'll record, just, I'll just, um, just do like a really raw, terrible sounding guitar track. Uh, so I'll start with guitar, figure out something I like on guitar, and I'll send it to Paul uh, a thousand miles away. He'll uh, drag it into GarageBand, use GarageBand, I assume. Yeah. And uh, he has an electric drum set that he'll hook up via a cable into his computer. He'll drag in my guitar track, and then he'll record a... Uh, um, MIDI information with the electric drum set. I'll send that MIDI information back to me, uh, and then I'll just throw drum samples on top of it, uh, and then I'll record the guitar and the bass and the vocals over all that in Logic um, in my uh, room upstairs in this house. So you basically do the production. Yeah, yeah, okay. and then when when I I'll, I'll like as I'm. As I'm adding more things, like I'm, as I add the guitar, add the bass, um, I'll uh, export it and then put it in a Dropbox so Paul can listen to it. And if he's like, that symbol right there sounds weird, change it, or I need you to change this fill, he'll uh, fill for whatever drum kind of section he wants changed. He'll send me a, you know, a picture of what he wants changed. 
he'll, he'll redo it again or just tell me to move something. Right. Um, and then I'll just make that change. So it's, it's, uh, as far as in the production, it's mostly me over here, but Paul will, uh, tell me things that he wants changed specifically in the drums or any, any big picture thing that's going on in the song that he wants changed and we can talk about it and make a different. Uh, so part. what pro how long is the process usually per song? Process takes forever. Um, the <laughs> per song, um, the, uh, limiting factor, the lymphac is writing the lyrics for sure. So for each song, if we just did one song, I think it would take, let's see, I think it'd probably take like two months or so. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't feel so bad now because I'm in a band. I yeah. was in a band like 20 years ago. And we started doing music again recently. Yes. And, uh, Man, I, I do the vocals and the lyrics, and it takes me forever. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's not even about the lyrics. It's about the vocals, because I just, I can't stand my own voice. Oh, I think I've gotten over how bad I hate my voice. <laughs> I that part. Yeah. yeah, I'll record, like, tracks and tracks and tracks, and I just send them to the guy. He uses Logic, too. Oh, gotcha, yeah. That's why when you said Logic, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. What's your band? Uh, huh? What What's your band that you're in? We well, right now we're doing stuff called it's called Isolation Park because it okay. was born out of the COVID thing. Oh yeah. Uh, and um, it's me and my old guitar player. We were in an industrial band called uh, Primary Sensor um, out of Austin. We weren't like big or anything. We were just out of Austin. We released a couple of demos. Our CD did come out recently, though, through, uh, are you familiar with Retroactive Records? Mm. They do, like, all the, uh, they do the repressings of, like, all the old metal bands. Yeah, like, Vengeance and Deliverance and, you know. Yeah. Um, they released our stuff on That's CD. Cool. So that was cool. But, yeah, we started working again. And the stuff we're doing now, the song I'm working on right now is with, him, he does all the production like you do, mm -hmm. and uh, he also does some of the guitar and keyboard stuff. Um, but Rocky from Living Sacrifice is going to be doing lead guitar oh, wow. on that, That's and cool. uh, the bass player from Death, well, the main guy from Death Therapy, oh, yeah. who that is, he yeah. did the bass and some of the keyboard stuff. Nice. And um, interestingly enough, your favorite movie, Groundhog Day, yeah. was shot in our, the guy that actually wrote the foundation of the song, uh -huh. he's in that movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the uh, part where the groundhog is, yep. like the big party thing, or the big thing where the yeah. comes out, yeah. he's in that scene. Really. Yeah, he was in that crowd back then. So that's that's pretty funny. But he's the guy. He's in a band called New Society, and uh, it's out of Chicago or Crystal Lake, that area. Um, so yeah, we're basically just kind of all over the map. Yeah, it's really cool that we can do yeah. that now these days with the technology. It's it's yeah. a lot of bands are doing it. And then one of the guitar players is out of uh, Matamoros, Mexico. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I met him um, at a show up here. It was the last show I went to before all of this. Yeah. <laughs> all this craziness. Man. 
So what are you guys doing with your job as far as, I mean, because you're in the military. Right. Yeah. Um, what are you guys doing during the COVID thing? Are you having to still go to work or are you guys doing just like, Paul, do you want to? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, we're, a lot of it's working from home still. Um, at my last job, I, so I'm a, a satellite operator for the Air Force, soon okay. to be Space Force uh, yeah. member. But, <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> speaking of that, have you seen that show? Oh, yeah. I, I was a little disappointed. I, it's funny, but I, I don't know. I was a bit disappointed, but I think it wrapped up well. Not wrapped up, but I, I think it went in the right direction. Right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Steve Carell, but like, and it's just out, it's outrageous, the stuff that's in there. But um, yeah. That's that freaking cool. hilarious, man. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's like, this is not going to do any good for, you know, letting people know what that space force is actually going to do. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, uh, so a lot of it is uh, classified stuff. So I was, you know, we were just kind of home and luckily, I mean, working for the government, they kept paying us. So um, now I'm, I'm in a less classified job, so I, I can work from home and a lot of Zoom, a lot of just emailing and stuff. So right now I'm, uh, I'm not doing this, but satellite ops, I'm doing, I'm teaching ROTC students at some colleges. Cool. So what's it, and I'm not making fun. I'm actually really asking, okay? What's it going to be called now? Because. The Space Force or? Yeah, because I heard that oh. Netflix owns that name. Yeah, I, I don't know if the, I think it's still going to be called the Space Force. I don't, I don't know if that's going to come up. What if they're going to have to pay Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That's I, crazy. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. You? All yeah. right. Um, there hasn't been really any change to my job. Uh, I'm uh, an F-15E pilot, and I actually flew this morning. I don't know if you can see the red mark on my nose, but that's where my mask goes. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. As far as in um, going to work, I still go to work um, all the time. We still have to keep flying. I'm uh, an instructor for the B course, which is the basic course where Pilots from the Air Force finish pilot training, and then they go to um, Seymour Johnson in uh, North Carolina to learn how to fly the Strike Eagle. Uh, and so I teach them, and so we, we can't really stop that. We just wear masks all the time, a lot of hand sanitizer, and stand far away from each other. Um, but we wow. keep it, yeah. So you just flew this morning? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, are they jets? Yeah, uh, I don't know if you have a like an internet access right now, but you could type in F-15E. Uh, I mean, it's a yeah, it's a multi-role fighter. It can do air to air, air to ground. Um, it's got two two seats like tandem. Uh, so the pilot in the front and the WISO, the WSO uh, Weapon Systems Officer, in the back. Um, and yeah, we yeah, it's a it's a fighter jet. Wow, how fast does it go? Um, I think it's rated up to like 2.5 Mach. We, we can never get there because we have extra um, uh, conformal tanks on the right side or on either side that hold extra gas to let us fly longer. Um, I think the fastest I've gone is maybe like 1.1 Mach. Uh, so what does that mean? Uh, one, like if you were to... Uh, so like miles per hour. Um, 
probably like 600 or 700 miles an hour or something like that. Whoa. Okay. And it, what is the, what is the usual plane do? A usual plane, like a commercial airplane? Yeah, sure. Um, probably like Mach 0.7. Uh, or oh, wow. Would be, okay. Would be, would be the fastest. However, when we're cruising around just willy-nilly going to and from wherever we need to go, we're probably in the low 20,000s, um, like 23,000, 21,000 kind of uh, altitude. Uh, when you're flying a commercial aircraft from, you know, Miami to Denver, or you name it, you're probably at like 39 or 40,000. Like you're way higher. Uh, so your ground speed across the ground is going to be way faster than um, or about the same as us or probably a little bit faster than us. Um, we got to fly slower to conserve gas sometimes. So how, how fast, like the other day, not the other day, I guess it was a couple months ago when the Blue Angels, is that what they're called? The Blue Angels? That's the Navy aerial demonstration team. And they flew over? They yeah. Like they flew over the hospitals? Like how fast were they probably going? They were probably going uh, 350 uh, to 400 or so. Um, yeah, because man, they we actually drove out to see them. Uh -huh. It was <laughs> and it was like zip, yeah. zip, zip, and you're like, whoa, man! I didn't even get a chance to take a picture. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Pretty quick. Yeah. So, how did you guys end up both in the military? Your parent, one of your probably your dad or your mother were in the military. Yeah, our dad was uh, in the Air Force as well. Yeah, cool. he, okay. uh, he did logistics stuff, but yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Um, is there anything I, I, is there anything you guys want to close with? Do you have a, um, anything you want to promote? I know the last single just came out. Well, what, uh, last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last Friday. Yeah. I get my weeks mixed up. I can't yeah. even remember what day it is anymore. You guys um, have your collections. I collect blinds. That's why I have it in the back of my. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, blinds. That's nice. Um, made of uh, balsa wood. It's painted. I, I don't. I don't care. I love it. Great. <laughs> I like the. Uh, I like the drapes too, or whatever nope. that thing is called up there. The curtain, I guess. I have no nice. My wife is also a, a fighter pilot, but she's really good at decorating and stuff. So she. Wow. Do you guys ever like fly against each other just for fun? We haven't flown against each other. We've flown together before, like uh, in the same formation and stuff. But... Weird. That's pretty cool, man. Has you both have very interesting careers. That's nice. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, it definitely beats my boring Goldman Sachs retirement <laughs> plan guy. <laughs> That's good yeah, too. that's crazy. Definitely needed. Definitely needed. As well. So today I met a fighter pilot and a Space Force member. <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Close us out. What do you yeah, So, uh, So yeah, those singles that came out, we got two singles out. They're on all digital networks. Um, they're going to be included on our new release on Indivision Music. So the new album's coming out on 7 August. Um, through Indivision Music, it's called Searching in the Sarcasm, um, and there's going to be eight songs on there, all new songs, um, and I mean, we're really excited about it, like this is, this is a, about a year and a half we've been working on these songs, basically ever since our last EP came out, and we're really excited for people to hear them, and just uh, Indivision Music is kind of the place to to go if you guys want like if anyone wants to buy physical stuff i know 
I still like physical like CDs and, and stuff and there's going to be vinyl a bit available. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Indie vision is probably one of my main sources. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's where, when I'm looking to find out what the latest singles that hit this week, I usually go there for Christian yeah. stuff, you know, sure. or for stuff that's oriented, you know, Christian yeah. oriented. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. The, I've been reading them probably as long as you guys have been for sure. Nice. Yeah, definitely. So they used to cover a lot of the bands that I worked with. But um, either way, so do you have any plans to play live anytime? No plans. Is that something that you aspire to, or is it just like whatever? We have to eventually end up in a a similar geographical location right now we keep on just bouncing all over the place where we're so far away maybe someday where we end up near the same place maybe we can maybe we can get that going but right now we're kind of stuck in different parts of the country so probably well yeah and not that i mean it doesn't matter to me you know it's i it's you know i've it's i don't really i don't think i'd ever want to do live stuff again myself mm -hmm. You know, so I was just wondering if that's something that you aspire to because a lot of the bands that I'm talking to now are just like, oh, I got to get on the road. I got to get back yeah. out on the road. And yeah. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we like, we, we haven't played any shows with Crample of Trinos. I mean, we were in high school bands and stuff that we played a lot of stuff with and it's fun. But I mean, I think we're just with our jobs and we're excited to be able to just record stuff and do this and just try to get as many people as we can to to share and listen to our stuff. That's fun. Excellent. Great. All right. Well, hey, listen, guys, thanks very much.